Ahoy hoy. Hi. Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm Learning. And you're Learning. I am. Uh, today we are going to cover season one, episode eight, The Telltale Head. Uh, and so to start out, Caitlin is going to give us some specs on the episode. Sure. Uh, episode title, as we discussed, The Tale. T- t- <laughs> The Telltale Head. We were discussing before. This is hard for my brain to compute. (laughs) It's hard to say this. This episode uh, production code was Mm 7G07. It was written by, ready for this, Al Jean, Mike Reese, Sam Simon, and Matt Groening. Wow. Yeah, an all-star lineup. It was directed by Rich Moore, and it originally aired on February 25th, 1990. Oh, man, if you'd have asked me, I would not have predicted that this would have been written by the All-Star team. (laughs) A fair assessment. I got a question for you, though. Yeah. Okay, so if we were not trying to pronounce this for the fact that someone's going to be listening to this and not seeing us, if you were pronouncing it just in conversation, would you say tell, tale, head? Tell, tale, head. Or would you say what everybody else says? The tell, tell, heart. Tell, tell. Tell, 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 tell. I don't know. See, I think I would just say telltale head. Okay. Probably. Because I say telltale heart. I have, a, I ha, you know me, I have like, very, I, I scramble my words a lot, so it, could, it would not be surprising well, for me I to guess, do that. I guess it could just be that like, I also like, with my slight southern drawl, would be more inclined to say telltale anyway. What if I talked like this? What is that? <laughs> My southern drawl. Is it? Did you just combine Homer being sexy in yep. the bed? With your sure did. What if I talk like this? <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Don't do that. Brian don't, Kelly? Don't. <laughs> That's a college football reference. Wait, oh. how, are you, how could you possibly look at me sorry. with that look? Sorry. <laughs> see, it took a minute for that to compute. Okay, we're good. We're oh, good. okay. I'm sorry. I took us out of our fandom here for a second. <laughs> Went straight to the ACC. Formerly ACC. Formerly ACC. Yeah. Yeah. Now, SEC. Oh, yeah. He went to LSU? Yeah. Okay. That's why he was standing in a pep rally talking like this, you all tell us. (laughs) Well, we all know that he will never top Ed Ogeron in the most comical and cartoonish voice in college football. If you do not know who Ed Ogeron is, first of all... Google him. As it turns out, he's not like a very like stellar person. Allegedly not a stellar person. Yeah, but like um, that being said, uh, he has like the the perfect water boy (laughs) Louisiana sound to him. And his interviews always sound something to the effect of and then it concludes with go tigers Tigers. (laughs) oh they're not anymore because he's he got fired but anyway uh, (laughs) now that you got that extra spot the college uh football championship uh national championship was monday night yes it was good georgia Georgia bulldogs won Arf, arf. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so anyway, all that to say is that this is the telltale head. Telltale head. Telltale. Telltale. The telltale head. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, we're gonna start. You gotta out. read the synopsis. Yeah, we didn't do that <laughs> at the beginning last time. So the synopsis uh, from the Simpsons wiki on fandom is really pretty straightforward. Uh, Bart cuts off. 
the statue head of Jebediah, Jebediah Springfield to impress some bullies, but the city gets outraged and starts looking for the Vandal. So we open up, uh, not with the storyline, of course, but with the opening credits. Yep. Anything with the opening credits that you noticed? The mouse hole. The mouse hole is there. I think yeah. it's been there the whole time. We just Maybe. noticed it for the first time yesterday yeah. or the last episode. Maybe yeah. we should have gone back and looked at one of these earlier episodes, but I really don't want to do that. I don't so. either. <laughs> I already did that for other reasons, and uh, I don't want to do it again. What other reasons? I was going through to look for ideas for my blankie. Oh, if you haven't right. listened, listen to the uh, episode, our bonus episode. So far, it's our only bonus episode about mm-hmm. um, my crochet blanket that I'm making yeah. and uh, how that's going. Oh, look, we have two cats on the table right we now. Sure do. Olive and Leo. <laughs> Leo is sitting atop the family Bible, the a.k.a. Big our big book. <laughs> We're going to take a picture. Oh, she's going to post it. Oh, we'll post it. Okay. Now you're going to get a picture of his butthole. No, yeah, he's got his butthole right on Otto. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Otto? Otto. Isn't that how he says it? Uh, I think his name's Otto. 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 <laughs> Otto. Otto is Plato. <laughs> you know how I like pron- to pronounce my T's. Uh, this is true. Yeah. I guess. Now. <laughs> 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 Oh, that improv coming into play. I just agree. That's yes, what I do. Yes, and? Okay. Uh, so, the, uh, yeah, I didn't notice anything else in, this, in the opening sequence. Um, uh, I did, however, notice that the mouse hole was there, which will yeah. come into play in a little bit. Um, so, we open up the scene with something that is kind of a recall to one of the earlier episodes. I noticed something else. Oh, oh, oh. They put the title of the episode on the screen. Did they? Yes. I did not notice that. And I don't know if they did that previously. <laughs> I don't know if this is a mouse hole effect or not, but <laughs> the they do flash up the telltale head. We're going to say this as many times as possible. Uh-huh. If you're listening, please drink when we say telltale, telltale. You already owe tell-tale. us a fifth. Tell-tale. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh Anyways, yeah, so it, it flashes up on the screen. Right. So I, I didn't even notice. I'm, I'm, I wasn't writing anything. What well, you mean, like with the clouds and the like? The no, 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 no. Like as the credits are rolling, as they're getting into it. Oh, it says Telltale Head. I did not see that. Written by yada yada yada. So as they're opening up in the scene, we start once uh, as we did in an earlier episode. I forget which one off the top of my head, but in Emedius Race, in the middle of things. But that's not really true. We were really starting at the climax it here. It was um, Morning Lisa. We were in Media Race because she was already sad. Oh, yeah. That's right. With Glum Toothpaste. Yep. But I guess that's really not true here because they're not starting in the middle of things. They're not starting with with Bart cutting the head off the statue. No, it's a flashback. Yeah. So, so like, they're... they're, I mean, they're... I mean, it's a flashback episode. Right. What's happening is, like, in the real time, I guess. Yeah, it's like... And he's already got the (laughs) head and being confronted by the mob. It's the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I have so a question about this mob later. We, we already know what's happened Yeah. before it happens. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Breaking Bad. They do this a lot in Breaking Bad. I'm sure there's like a screenwriting name for it. Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah so you already they know what's do. happening. Yeah. And, then you, and then you see like, like the, the oh, story yeah. in its totality. In, in Breaking Bad, the one that comes to mind is the one with the shit starts falling out of the airplane. Yeah. In the first day. The part teddy bear of- in the pool. Yeah. Yep. Well, the teddy bear in the pool is like the symbol throughout that season, right? But like. Yeah. But I mean, like when the stuff is like literally sh- like falling. Yeah. 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 In the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Kind of scrambling the order a bit. 
Oh, oh, oh. How, yeah. how, how Harold Pinter of you. No, I don't know. Welcome to Robert's Niche Theater Podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast within a podcast. Do you like English theater? Me too. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, that, that being said, um, it's, I, a, it's a veritable who's who in the first like 30 seconds of yo, this. So I'm going to go ahead and just throw this out here to you because Kay. the Simpsons wiki has this listed. By the way, we will list a link to the Simpsons wiki in the uh, show, notes. show notes as we always do Yeah, because we use their stuff. So in the very beginning, it says, God bless you, Simpsons wiki creators. Uh-huh. It says the telltale head is the eighth drink, the eighth episode <laughs> of season one. It was planned to be the seventh episode mm-hmm. of the season. This is the first episode of the series in which Sideshow Bob, who does not look like Sideshow Bob. No. Reverend Timothy Lovejoy. Yes. Jimbo Jones. Yes. Kearney Sizich. <laughs> uh, he is Polish. He is definitely Polish. Uh, oh, oh, shit. This is an actual word, and I can't remember... Uh, I can't remember how to pronounce it, but I'll, I'll spell it for you. You might know it. It's Z-Z-Y-Z-W-I-C-Z. Does that ring a bell to you as she sips her coffee? No. No? That is Sizich? an actual... Sizwich? Yeah. Sizwich? That is an actual word, and I cannot think of it off the top of my head. Anyway, Kearney... I just went to his wiki page to see if it Dolph, is not readily available to me. Dolph Starbeam, Miss Albright, who is the... Uh, Sunday school, school teacher, yep. And Apu Nasahim Nepetalon uh, is uh, very good for the first time. And also, if you're not counting the Ullman shorts, the first appearance of Krusty the Clown. Yes. So you are correct. Yeah, definitely a veritable who's who hanging out here in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, we also get a meta reference right off the bat oh. where they're talking about how long is this going to take? Uh-huh. And they go... 23 minutes and five seconds, which was the that's, average runtime right. back in the day. I yes. think now it's down to like 22 something or maybe even 21. And, and I don't know if you heard, but he goes 23 minutes and five seconds. And someone in the crowd goes 2305. <laughs> too long. It's <laughs> too long. Too damn long. Well, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So then we cut. <laughs> then we Then we figure out like, oh, this is. This is not your typically structured episode, right? Yeah. So then it. it so flies. this is not like Act One. This is no. Act Three. This is Act Three. The, the tail end beginning. of Act Three. The, in the beginning. T- the tail. The tail. The tell tail. The tell tell tail. And oh my god. <laughs> the ass end of the story. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, uh, I made myself chuckle a little bit. Oh, um, there he goes. <laughs> So uh, we, we immediately cut to Bart telling the story, and with Bart telling the story, we cut back to the Simpsons doing something that happens with frequency. But it's the, the first series. time we've seen it. It definitely is. They're going to church. Uh huh. But we're not we're not just going to church just yet, right? No, they got uh, Marge has got to wrangle the entire family. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So as we will definitely see later with an episode, you know, Homer the Heretic. <laughs> yes. I am so smart. S M R T. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Marge has got to pry the family out of the household every Sunday morning to go to church. Right. It, it's funny because Lisa and Maggie like come downstairs in their little church outfits. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I'm not even drinking beer, and I burped. Um, <laughs> and Marge is like fawning over them, like, "Oh, don't you look so lovely?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Ma'am, you did not get your own baby ready." <laughs> but now that I'm saying that. 
It was totally Lisa it that got Maggie. Lisa. <laughs> also, let me just say, I know a number of kids or a number of parents who have kids who have uh, uh, age distances and like the older-ish kids, eight, nine, ten years old, do a lot of taking care yeah. of the baby kids. Well, it's the family <laughs> structure, right? Yeah, like, for sure. But uh, yeah, but, I thought yeah, that was funny. So they you know, they come down the stairs and, and Bart actually slides down the stairs. Of course. Uh, on, down the banister, I mean. Marge <laughs> pats him down to make sure he's not taking like... Yeah, she says, assume the to... position. Yeah. And she pulls out his... I missed that part. Slingshot. Oh. Uh, and there's a pair of dice as well. <laughs> but, getting Campbell at church. Uh, she pulls out this slingshot. And I am pretty sure this is the first time that we have seen a, a prominent display of Bart's slingshot. Yeah. Which is only really all that prominent to me because t-shirts in the 90s with Bart often had him uh, pulling a slingshot. With a slingshot. There. Yeah. I feel like, okay... This is another thing we have recent, we have spoken about things that were prominent in our childhood that we thought we were going to have to deal with a lot more Mm -hmm. as adults. Mm -hmm. Slingshots, I would count as one of those things because I feel like they were on every TV show I watched, but I don't think I ever saw one in real life. Dennis the Menace. Yes. That was the other one I was thinking of. I had a slingshot when I was a little kid. I got like a, I got like a, uh, Oh, it was a sports authority where we bought it, but yeah. like a Dick's Sporting oh, Goods or it. like okay. a Cabela's grade slingshot. And by which, by which I mean, it was not like rubber bands. Right. It was, it was, it had like what essentially I now know to be workout bands <laughs> Good. <laughs> with like a leather backing. Um, and I, I did not have the one that had the arm, like the right. mid armrest on it, right. but it was, it was a slingshot. It was like a real, like, decent quality slingshot. Wow. If I had a slingshot, I would have made it. Surprise, surprise. I would have, like, gone out and cut a tree. <laughs> you know you, you know you probably would have done? You'd have made a sling, not a slingshot. Like a David and Goliath-style sling. Oh, no. I did, I did make crutches one time. David and Goliath-style <laughs> crutches? <laughs> I was thinking of an arm sling. Oh, That's right. oh. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. I remember being in Sunday school as a kid and being like super confused as to how like you could like shoot a rock big enough yeah. in a slingshot to yeah. bonk down like this a giant nine foot giant yeah. or however tall he was. Yeah, I that was a little over my head as well, but not over Goliath's head. Whoa! <laughs> So, speaking of Sunday school... Caitlin has had two Irish coffees. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) Just so you know, when she said she wasn't drinking beer earlier, that didn't mean that she was not drinking. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, so. Well, oh, so anyways, uh, so they, she inspects the children, right? Yeah. Uh, But Homer is not exactly being a model parent here. No. And no. He is jumping up and down on the sofa because he's watching football. So this uh this uh Go, 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 go. Okay. Say it. I'm nodding at Caitlin knowingly because I think she's gonna say what I was gonna say. They must live on the West they Coast. They have to live on okay. the West Coast. Yes, they have to live on the West I Coast. I was so scared. There is yeah, there is absolutely no way that they live on the East Coast unless he's watching a London <laughs> and, and, game, which, which didn't did not start. exist. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. This is now a sports podcast, everybody. Welcome to Roberts and Caitlin's Simpsons Sports <laughs> Analysis Podcast. Yeah, so they live on the West Coast because uh, football's on in the morning, which yep. if you're not an NFL fan, which presumably that's what Homer is watching, mm-hmm. um, the games on Sundays typically do not start until 1 p.m. Uh-huh. Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Time, depending on what time of year it is. So therefore, if they're going to church for an 11 o'clock service mm-hmm. or even earlier, if they're going to Sunday school. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, that means that the game is probably on at 1030, which is when these things start on yeah. the West Coast. What is the westernmost Springfield? I don't know. You always hear about Springfield, <laughs> yeah. Missouri, Springfield, Kentucky, etc. However, uh, they, they li- they're in Pacific time. It, 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 yeah, they, they'd have to be. There's, there's no reason to think that Homer would be watching an NFL game in 1990 at... 10 in the morning, presumably. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, so, uh, but Homer's jumping up and down on the couch. <laughs> and uh, uh, he does not reveal to her just yet, but they eventually get into the car and Homer reveals that he has bet $50 onto this game. I have an update. Uh-huh. Springfield, Oregon. Springfield, Oregon. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's definitely... Uh, that's very far west. Pacific, yeah. Also, there are 52 Springfields in the United States. I know, there's a lot, yeah. There's 50 states. So, there's more than one Springfield in a couple states? I, I don't know, you're the one looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it. Sorry, this map is very confusing. Hey, is there a Springfield in Virginia? Yes. Where? Northern Virginia. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't You've think... never ridden the Metro. I've been on the Metro, yeah. <laughs> I went to the metro from the bottom, uh, from the. It's we? in, it's in a Loudon or Fairfax County. It's it's up, it's near DC. Loudon, that's west of DC, northwest of DC, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. hold on. That's where all the wine. It's in is. Fairfax. Fairfax. Yeah. Oh, I, I, it's I, like Loudon, Fairfax. And do you like listeners DC. appreciate how I said that? Like I know the geography around DC. I was gonna say welcome to our geography podcast. <laughs> Our DC specific geography Our podcast. Football and geography podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, we are losing listener. You've never heard of Franconia? Franconia Springfield is one of the metro stops. Franconia? No. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've clearly been to DC more times than you, or I, I'm more familiar with the. I can literally count. I went to college in DC, so therefore. I, you go to college in DC? Near DC. Oh, near DC. I yeah. thought you said in DC. We would go. We would go to DC. Kind of often. Oh. I More have, often than you did. Well, yeah. I went in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a tour guide who like would shout like she had like this big like Uncle Sam hat on and she would turn around <laughs> to us and be like, step to the side. Let the Washingtonians come oh, through. Boy. <laughs> And of course, oh you know, we as middle school kids were mortified. Yeah. At oh, this lady. She thought she was doing a good job. That's where I bought some bootleg oak- Oakleys <laughs> that said Oaky on them. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh-oh. We might... Uh, sorry, I got a, I got an ad for a John Wayne Gacy documentary. We might got to get a trial of Peacock. Uh, <laughs> how many streaming services do we have? A lot. <laughs> Y'all know we at least have Disney Plus. We got Disney Plus. We got Netflix. We got Hulu. Are you really stumbling on this? <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know. So the uh, Marge is struggling to get the family to the church. They're yes. in the car. Homer reveals he's, he bet $50 on this game. Mm-hmm. And as they begin to walk into the church, it is revealed that Bart is listening to rock music. On, on his, his Walkman. Yeah, his Walkman. Can, can we go back to Homer real fast mm-hmm. uh, and talk about how he's sitting in the car, banging his head on the stair, uh, the steering wheel, going, oh, no, we stink. We stink. We stink. <laughs> we stink. We stink. We stink. And um, they, the announcer on the on the radio, which is Harry Shearer, uh-huh. uh, is saying like, and Wolodarski is going to go kick one for three points, a field goal for three points or whatever. And um, Wolodarski is a Simpsons writer. Oh, really? Easter egg, everybody. I did not know that. Yeah. I wasn't even paying attention to that He one. wrote, uh, he he and another dude, I can't remember, wrote um, Homer's Odyssey. Oh, so. Um, I was paying attention to the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> I thought our listeners might enjoy that little tidbit. Listener. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Timothy. <laughs> All right. That's not true. We have a second. We have a second listener, at least. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give Andrew? him a shout out later. Andrew, your friend. We have a third listener, <laughs> at least. <laughs> give a I don't want to say his last name, <laughs> which is what you call him. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think that's what uh, okay. most, most people call him. Okay. Um, but uh, at any rate, um, we are get, walking into the church. Uh, Marge takes away Bart's uh, Walkman. And throws it into the car and blames Homer as he's sitting in the car listening to the football game right. for Bart's behavior. And Homer takes inspiration from Bart's behavior in this moment <laughs> and tucks the old Walkman. The, yeah. What is, I assume is a must be a radio uh, I Walkman. I was going to say it's a fancy radio yeah. tape playing Walkman. Mm-hmm. Did you have one of them? I did. I for sure did too. Yes, I yep. Did. It was gray. I don't remember mine. The popular models were yellow. I remember that. Yeah, I think those were the Sony ones. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to be yellow, or they had to be Sony to be a Walkman, right? That was the. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that. Was right. It's like one of those things, you know. It's like you call a tissue, "Hey, hand me a Kleenex," but it might not be a Kleenex. Mm-hmm. It's a tissue. Right. Well, Marge, it's a portable Marge refers player. to it as as a personal stereo. There you go. So. Okay, thanks, Marge. Uh, can we can we talk real quick about Julie Kavner? Okay. And oh, how I went on a deep dive this week. I know where this is on, going on um, YouTube because I like I've never seen this woman, and when my mom heard we were going to do this podcast and kind of how Robert loves the Simpsons and whatnot, she's like, "Oh yeah, she was on Rhoda. She was her sister." And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so she had, she won an Emmy for playing Rhoda's sister. Oh, really? Yeah, on Rhoda. Oh, I did not know. She did. And also, that woman's voice is Marge Simpson's voice. What did she sound like as a toddler? Baby Herman. Anyway, it's, it's just, if, it, take a minute. There's not a lot of interviews with her because she apparently has a clause in her contract that she does not have to do any publicity. We can post a link, though, to that video. Yeah, let's do that. Because it's... Let's post a link to the Oprah video because yeah. it's bananas. So let me ask you this. like, So if you're going to watch this video, please comment on wherever you reach out to us. You can reach out to us on our Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod. You can reach out to us on our Twitter at Esk to Nowhere Pod. And you can reach out to us, of course, uh, on our Podbean page. Um, 
Yeah. But uh, any of those places will be perfectly suitable to reach out to us. And the reason is because I think that she sounds way more... Like Patty like... and Selma. No. Oh. No. She sounds like Marge. She sounds like Patty and Selma, which sounds like I a mean, silly... I mean, as you would expect. A silly thing obviously. to say as somebody who voices them. It's like Yardley Smith. She sounds like Lisa. I think she sounds like Marge's mother. Oh, okay. See, I'm not familiar. Yeah, you don't know Marge's mother. I think she sounds like naturally way more like Marge's mother than Marge. Okay. Who uh, sounds like Marge. Right. Um, but let us know, uh, listeners. Uh, I guess I'll start using the plural yeah, form of that is, now. She is, uh, uh, so just so the least listeners know, I tend to take deep dives into like people and places and things that are involved with, you know, different interests. Do you remember, and- remember when... We said we were not going to take deep dives in this. And I, I am said, definitely and I said, taking a deep dive. I'm sorry. Uh, when Caitlin said she was not going to take deep, we were not going to take deep dives. And I was like, are you sure? I seem well, to, I, know you. I, I do this. I do this for every, like almost every podcast I listen to. Uh-huh. I look up the people who are doing the voiceovers or the work. Yep. And this is true. Because so I can at least have a visual of what they look like. But she does. She does this for TV shows, yeah. for movies. Yeah. So, anyways, she's I just, the Wikipedia lady. I needed to, ha- yeah, I am. I just had to have like a reference point for her because I, I mean, like Nancy Cartwright and Yardley Smith and like everybody else. I'm like, oh, okay, I know them, but her, I don't know because of that clause in her contract right. where she doesn't have to do publicity. Right. So, anyways, that was a tangent. Er, er, oh, here we there, go. This goes driving a car again. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've been on this tangent for a while. Yeah, and we've like barely scratched the surface of this episode. So we cut into a a quick cutaway scene, just like I'm cutting away from this conversation, <laughs> to the kids yeah. asking the Sunday school teacher about <laughs> heaven. And there's a lot of really great questions. Yes, it's very funny. This is a very, I mean, like, I know this is intended to be funny and like kids like, like asking kid questions but about But I heaven. also wonder this as an adult. Well, like the other philosophical questions, right? Yeah. Like, is is my cat gonna be there? Or? Yeah, who's gonna be in heaven? Is uh-huh. my cat gonna be there? Will my dog be there? Mm-hmm. Will if I'm in a war and I have to have my leg amputated because it gets green gangrene? Will that leg be in heaven? And she answers for the last time, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which immediately, I obviously went to Stonewall Jackson and Stonewall Jackson's arm, which is buried in a at a place in Spotsylvania County, Virginia, near where I went to college. That's funny. I uh, I went to uh, Benedict Arnold and his leg, which he oh, did not okay. lose, but he did lose a lot of function in. Right. And I was thinking about whether or not his leg would function. Well, no. Oh, well, yeah, if it would function. If but he like, went to heaven, traitor. If, if he went to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our history podcast. <laughs> Anyways. Have you noticed how so many of our tangents are history tangents? <laughs> At any rate, yes. We uh, so the kids, the kids really just like wreck this teacher over these yeah. questions. Uh, but she's on the puzzle, by the way. Yeah, she is. Um, and but then we get into what I think is the shining star of this episode. It is the football playing in Homer's ears, matching up with the church oh, yes. sequence. Okay, and. So at first I can't I couldn't really tell if uh, Reverend Lovejoy's lips sort of matching the commentary of the uh, football commentator uh, was intentional, but then it became very clear that it, it was. Yeah. Uh, Homer starts to pray that he was going to make the field goal, and everyone starts to pray, and then 
uh, at the at the grand conclusion of the game, the climax of the game, the field goal is good. Lovejoy's arms are up in the it's good <laughs> motion, and Homer stands up shouting, it's good, it's good, it's good. <clears throat> this is a trope from this time period that I remember being utilized a great deal. Um, someone listening to a football game in church mm-hmm. and uh, getting excited and standing up and shouting over the congregation, which Homer does. Um, and he tries to save his own butt with, it's good, it's good, it's good to see you all in church today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed that, actually. I must have been writing something down. I must have been writing down Stonewall Jackson question mark because I definitely wrote that down. <laughs> and of course, this embarrasses the ever-loving daylights out of Marge. Yep. And as they're walking out of the church, Lovejoy says to Homer, "Oh, I seem to have struck a chord yeah. with you." And Homer, being Homer, goes, "What? <laughs> huh?" Yeah. Yeah. So then they drive home. Mm-hmm. They pass the movie theater. Uh, yeah, the Aztec. Oh. The Aztec movie theater. Do you have that on your uh, on your tap yet? No, I do not. Oh, okay. I do not have that on my tap Uh I just built Miss Krabappel's apartment for those yes, of you keeping track yes. at home. <laughs> anyway, so they're playing the movie mm-hmm. Space Mutant Four. Yeah. Uh, the Space Mutant, by the way, is on the puzzle. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Robert's getting very tired of me going like, that's on the puzzle. That's on the puzzle. So is Jebediah Springfield. Yes, he is. Um, but at any rate, so they're, they're driving by the movie theater, the Aztec, I have learned. Mm-hmm. And Bart sees that that's playing. He's very excited. He says, drop me off. Drop me off. But Marge being Marge, Mar- Marge going to Marge and says, no, nope. no, no. You'll get a bunch of bad ideas. People right. killing or killing of innocent people, blah, blah, blah. But then we come back to the house and Homer is going to Homer when Bart approaches him and says, can I have $5? And Homer outright says, oh, I hope you're not going to see a particular movie. Right. Can you hear that? What? There's like clicking. No, I don't hear that. Okay. It might just be me. Sorry. (laughs) It sounded like it was something picking up on the mic. Oh, is it this? No. (laughs) Oh, Okay. Welcome to our Foley podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you getting aroused? Please send $35. <laughs> Too happy, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Homer gives Bart $5 to go yep. to the movie. Yep. And then we see something. We see two things. One thing that you've brought up before, but the other thing we have not. Okay. And these are staples in the entire series. The first thing we see is Bart's butt. Oh. He goes up and changes clothes, right? He throws off his church clothes. Uh-huh. And we see his butt. Okay. And we will see Bart's butt. In, a lot. Yes. We've already seen it in Homer's Odyssey. Have we? Yeah, because he runs He runs away. Oh, yeah. His little green butt. He has a little green butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So we see his butt. Yeah. Uh, his, his yellow butt. <laughs> and then he sneaks out. I guess this is another staple, but uh, not so much as the next thing, which is we see him skateboarding around town. Yes. This is really, aside from the credits, this mm-hmm. is really the first time we've seen him skateboard. Yeah. And, yep. uh, and he definitely is doing, he's doing pretty much what he does in the credits. He is skateboarding through town. He jumps over a couple of things. And he, as he approaches the Aztec Theater, he sees Jimbo and Dolph. Oh, excuse me. He's Jimbo and Kearney. Mm-hmm. Kearney says the witch. <laughs> good, good job. Thank you. 
Uh, and uh, Jimbo calls out to him, and as he calls out to him, uh, he distracts Bart, and Bart runs into a pole. Yeah. Yeah. So it's this this scene was a little bit weird for me, mm-hmm. in the sense that they act like they don't know each other. Right. I mean, and he he brings it up. He's like, "Yeah, you're like one of the." Did he say like the coolest kid in school? He says you're the worst kid in the school. The worst kid in yeah. school. And okay. my, I had a question right here about this. Okay. Where's Nelson? Yes, that was also a question yeah. I had. And in this in this scene where the three of them are together, mm-hmm. you can hear Nelson. Because his laugh is there. The ha ha. It kind of sounds, maybe it's one of the other characters laughing, but to me, it sounded like Nelson was there, but really? he wasn't there. It's got to be Kearney then. Yeah, he, he's the one yeah. whose laugh, I guess, sounds the most like Nelson. I didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Bart gets a zinger in on them uh, because he hits, his, uh, he hits the pole, and after he gets the zinger in, uh, Kearney, I believe, says, Something. Oh, what does he say to him? But Bart responds and says, "Oh, otherwise, well, I do, I would, but I might be afraid to be hit, hit my face on the ground and end up looking like you." Oh, I did not. That was not something I picked up on at all. Oh, sorry. Uh, it was like thirty <laughs> seconds of the show. I know it. <laughs> I know it. But we've discussed my terrible, terrible. But this, so like, this is what short-term memory. Kearney is gonna. Is going to beat up Bart, but Jimbo stops him and says, I like him. He's witty. And I, I have to say, like, you know, witty is not exactly a 50 cent word, but I got to tell you, I think that this is a really high level word for Jimbo, for Jimbo. to use. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, and this is really our, it is our, our first introduction to him mm-hmm. and Kearney. And then as they're standing there talking, yeah, here comes right, Dolph. Because with, um, uh, with the previous encounter with bullies, with Nelson, yeah, there were, it was the goons. It was, it was the it was, weasels. Yeah, yeah the weasels. two unnamed people. Yeah, so we, you're right. Yeah, well, I mean, it says it, and you said it earlier. This is the first appearance of Kearney's uh-huh. and Jimbo Jones. I sure did. And Dolph that. Starbeam. So, yeah, so here comes um, Dolph out of the side of the theater, mm-hmm. opening the door yep. so they can all sneak in. And they do. They do. Right. Bart is hesitant. Mm-hmm. But he does. Uh, he is peer pressured in. Yep. Uh, and they're watching the movie, but unfortunately, the movie theater manager catches them. Yep. And throws them out. This yes. was when Caitlin goes, he's on a puzzle, talking about the space mutant. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and so then the four of them head over to the Quickie Mart where we see Apu. Apu. Yep, for the first uh, time. He's not named. He is referred to as yes. Sir. Yeah. But uh, Bart buys four squishies. Yes. And uh, when he buys those squishies, the other three are quickly stealing everything. The five-finger discount. Yep. Which is funny. Why? Because that's another podcast. No. Oh. No, no, no. They only have four fingers? That's right. Okay. Yes, that's right. What you're thinking of is a group that we belong to on Facebook called Four Finger Discount. Oh, okay. There's another. There's a podcast, though, isn't there? Four Finger Discount? I don't know. I don't think so. I thought there was. <laughs> Sorry. Either way, the point is that they only have four fingers, and yeah. it still says Five Finger, five finger discount. discount. Yep. Uh, and so they then go and do... <clears throat> excuse me. They then go and do something that seems unlikely for bullies. Yeah, they like... 
lay down and watch the clouds in mm-hmm. the town square. Mm-hmm. Do you you kind of have a town square where you grew up. Kind of. A town square. I have like a main street sort of area. Yeah. Not really a town square, I don't What think. about where that weird church is? Is oh, that like a park? Oh, yeah. You're talking about the park there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. I'm- that is something my town lacked was a town square. Yeah, and you know where we live now, we have it, but it's because it's in a, like a, a historic area. Yeah, <laughs> so like there's a green yeah. space, but it's not like a town square. It's like square. a district situation. Uh, but all that is to say that they're laying there watching the clouds, and I have to say that this is a moment where we see Bart's genuine nature revealed to us by the writers uh, in what he sees in the clouds. Right. Uh, the the bullies all see uh, various uh, terrible things. Let's talk about the cherry bomb. Okay. Did it look like a butthole to you? <laughs> <clears throat> I, well, I wasn't looking for buttholes. Okay, so. it looked like a butthole to me. <laughs> we'll post a picture on Instagram. I was going to say the man getting shivved by a butterfly knife looked like Hans Moleman to oh, me. Oh, okay. Um, and I forget what the third thing was, but... When Bart looks, he sees Jebediah Springfield without a head. Right, but yeah. but my point is is that like he doesn't see something uh, horrific or mischievous in and of itself in the moment. Like Bart right. sees is something nice, right. and he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just went on Frankiac and looked up cherry bomb, bro. That's a bee hole. If I ever did see. I think you want that to look like a butthole. Well, okay. That's going on the Instagram post. Yep. You okay. tell you tell us on the Instagram post if you think that's a butthole or not. It does kind of look like a finger pointing towards the butthole. Yeah. Like it's going in. Ew, stop. That's what? gross. It also looks like a sperm if you're really trying hard. So it's gross it's gross to point out that the cherry bomb looks like a butthole, but it's not it it's not gross to do that, but it is gross to say that the finger is pointing towards the butthole. Like it's gonna go in? Yeah. Nobody wants a finger in their butthole. Don't listen, Knox. Our our dog went to the vet today, and he definitely had a finger up his butthole. <laughs> he passed out over there. Yeah, he's tired. Anyway, okay, carry on. Tell us on the Instagram post if you would like a finger in your butthole. <laughs> I think Caitlin's wrong about this. Oh no! Are you okay? Yeah, that's gross. Anyway. Okay. So we cut back. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I just wrote this down, and I'm not sure where we saw it. So after the after the clouds, uh, we're back in the Simpson household, and oh oh, oh Homer's oh, looking at the magazine. Oh no no, go ahead. Oh yeah, it does look like Mole Man, by the way. Oh, a bus crashing. A school uh, bus with, crashing with, with with flames and people dying. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, and then and then Bart's like, it looks like that statue without a head. Blah blah blah. Uh huh. So we're back in the house. Yes. And you said something about a magazine. Homer is looking. Well, I guess technically it's a catalog. He's looking at a catalog with bowling balls. Yes. One with a liquid center, which <laughs> has to be bad for bowling. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, but think about physics. Like if it's got a liquid center, unless it's like a perfect vacuum of liquid. Is it like inertia? That well, help? it's just going to shift. That probably hinders, yeah. Yeah, it's just going to shift around. Like, yeah, it's going to like weeble and wobble all over the place. And weebles wobble. But they don't fall down. That's true, but it's a ball, so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but all that is to say that uh, that night Bart decides he's going to sneak out because he's decided he's going to take. Oh, no, no. He seeks Homer out for advice. That's what happens. Yeah. yeah he seeks Homer out for advice. Bad idea, Bart. It's been a bad idea every time you've done it. <laughs> And yet. And, and what does Homer say to him? He says, boy, a boy without mischief is like a bowling ball without a liquid center. <laughs> well, t- he says that to himself, but he says to Bart directly that being popular is the most important thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a parallel to what Marge, Marge says yeah. to Lisa in Moaning Lisa. Yep. Yep. So here's some more class, class A, grade A. <laughs> parenting from the simpsons on the male side of the family all right all right anyway so by homer's advice bart decides that he's going to go and uh take the head off the statue yep and he puts on his little ninja outfit (laughs) it's ei barto ei barto outfit that's right his l barto outfit uh and comes down uh the stairs he's jumping around the house and i saw something this is what i was getting at oh okay i'm sorry I see the mouse hole. Oh. While he's jumping around in his little outfit. Yeah. They should call an exterminator. They should. Like, if there's, like, a, like a full-on mouse hole there. Like, yeah, that's bad news. <laughs> either that or Snowball needs to get on the, get on the yeah, job. Yeah, where the fuck is Snowball? Uh, Two. Could, couldn't say. Okay. Couldn't say. Well, we all know that Snowball will be in heaven to meet Lisa, because Lisa <laughs> asked earlier if Snowball was going to be in heaven. <laughs> But she said no, didn't she? I don't remember. <laughs> no animals in heaven. Heaven's for people. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, that's mm, so she better sad. get her jollies in while she's on Earth and get that mouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, so Bart steals the head and comes down the stairs the next morning with obviously the giant iron head in his bag, thumps mm-hmm. it on the floor, and then we get over the radio. The announcement. Yeah. That the head of Jebediah Springfield, the statue is on the puzzle, by the way, uh-huh. has been stolen. You've said that like four times. People, <laughs> people are upset. Uh-huh. The radio announcer is upset. Crying. As, as, yes. As the Simpsons are hearing this, uh-huh. they are very upset. Marge yep. is incredibly upset. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bart is uh, a little nervous. Yeah, uh, we cut to a uh, we cut to a um, a press conference with the Springfield police chief. That is not Wiggum. I mean, it's Wiggum, but it's not the Wiggum we know and love. It well, it's his voice. It's season one Wiggum. Yeah, he looks like Wiggum. It except... is not his voice. It is not as like as. Oh, I thought it sounded like his voice. <laughs> oh, okay. But it is not his hair. His hair is black. Yeah. And in addition to his hair being black. Um, he's really pretty competent. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely not the way. He's Wiggum. like, he's like acting like a policeman. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, and is this where he says, uh, no, no, no. It's when Krusty comes on the TV and they're talking about it. And Krusty says, do you know who did this? Yeah. Turn them in. Is it your brother? Right. Is it your sister? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we cut to Moe's. Where they're all sitting around uh-huh. drinking beers. Yep, we got a pretty good gag. Barney here. finally looks normal, by the way, because previous to this, Barney has been blonde, mm-hmm. but now he has his brown hair. <laughs> and this was the this was the line that got me. Uh-huh. And it was like, "Hey Mo, I'll have a beer. Make sure it has a head on it." 
Uh and then that causes mo who had been like trying to rally the troops slave being like it's okay don't worry that causes mo to break down and cry (laughs) yes i just wrote down beer with a head joke yep yep that was a good one i like we see like what we see here is something that i think is super relevant to our uh recent history like 2020 2021 history and it is Springfield's like unwavering reverence to Jebediah Springfield, yeah. this historical figure who is godlike, who may or may not have been killed by a bear, <laughs> or killed a bear, or both. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Did you notice that the base of the statue is him standing on the bear? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, like, the, of course, the with the cartoon X's over its eyes. Yes, it does yeah. have that. Uh, the the the. Um, uh, the oh, lore, of course, me. is that he kills. Uh, he killed a bear with his bear, B-A-R-E, mm-hmm. hands. Uh, and, of course, that he founded uh, Springfield. And we will find out later in the series that there's a lot more questions to be had about Jebediah and who he is and where he comes from and his blah, 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 his demigod oh, status. Did not know that. There definitely will be. Uh, but that being said, like, we seem to catch a little teeny glimpse of well, we, we catch a really blatant glimpse of, like, the blind adoration of this guy. Yeah. Uh, and, but a teeny little glimpse of the chink in the armor with the, uh, those, they say uh, on the radio, though some historical evidence is now pointing yeah. to the the bear killing him. This, this sequence kind of reminded me of, like, a Parks and Rec slash waiting for Guffman's situation in the sense that, yeah, they are like blindly like loyal to this town, Mm -hmm. even though the actual truth may or may not be squeaky clean. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, y'all, we live relatively close to Richmond, Virginia. And that's, I mean, you know, if you know anything about what's been going on in Richmond in the past year and a half or two years, like that's, you know, that's a point of conversation, a topic of conversation that is relevant to us here and now. And it will remain. I just had a thought. Uh They're talking about um, Jebediah Springfield. He kills the bear in, I think, 48 they say, mm-hmm. but they don't say which 48. If it's 1848, that's your argument for a West Coast. They don't say 1848, but later on they talk about his arrival in 1820-something. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... I, it, it's, it's you gotta, see what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's got to it's got to be West Coast. Also, all of these writers are based in L.A. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> fair it, enough. It, it makes sense that that's it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I've never really sat and chatted about the location of Springfield with any real purpose before. So maybe it's Springfield, Oregon. Although we do, do you know, know where Matt Groening's from? Where Portland? Oh, Ooh. we also know by the by that. Um, uh, in later episodes that Springfield is bordered by several states, to, one of which is Kentucky. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. I mean, I know I know that like that's a thing. Like you're not supposed to know where it is. Right, right, right. But, you know, it's fun to think about these things. So uh, the next thing I have is the mob confrontation. Do you have anything before that? Um, No. So here's a question. Okay. Where the hell did this mob come from? <laughs> Springfield. Uh, oh, wait, which state? <laughs> No, seriously, like, there is, like, there's public, like, mourning going on. And, right. And, and Bart and uh, Homer at this point, like, the, the head has been discovered. 
Uh, and Bard and Homer are taking it back. And Homer says something that he says in the beginning again. It's a repeat of the sequence where he says, I pulled a few boners in my time. Wouldn't choose that word these days. Hey, um, but like, seriously, like there's no mention of an angry mob anywhere that I noticed on the radio or on TV. Well, no, I think it's just the people that are getting upset because of what's going on. And then they storm the town square. <laughs> this is before the internet and QAnon. Yeah. But still. So like, where? Well, anyways, my question is, where the hell did this mob come you've, from? You've said this to me before, and I think we're just supposed to like suspend our, our belief. Oh, I see. This is a willing suspension of disbelief. Correct. <laughs> okay. Correct. <laughs> I mean, I bought that there was a mob. I just was like, yeah. when they came back, I was like, wait. So Yeah. And, and, but, but as we're, we're panning the mob, there's a lot of people there. Yeah. Did you, did you pick up on some of the people that were there? Yes, I did. Okay. Timothy Lovejoy was there. He was, he was there. Barney was there. Barney was there. Who else? Crusty was there. Crusty was there. Grandpa? Grandpa was there? And Selma were there. Selma was and there. And they were like, when Bart was talking, they were like standing there like arms up, like ready to fight <laughs> their own family member. Hey, oh boy. But also, also Mr. Burns and Smithers are there. Mr. Burns is very, yes. cr- he's very upset. He's crying. Yes. And Smithers holds out the handkerchief for him to blow his nose, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of our first glimpse into that whole weird relationship. Yeah. But it's like a very very small peek into what's to come yeah with those two smithers uh subservience is is clear yeah uh from homer's odyssey first and then here now with this particular moment yeah so and that's when we cut to um the family watching crusty or at least marge and the kids i think watching crusty and he's like do you know who did this turn him in oh You'll get, a slide, you'll get a slide whistle like Sideshow Bob. Like yeah. Sideshow Bob, who does not look does like Sideshow Bob. Does not look like Bob. Sideshow Bob. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's that's after the Mr. Burns situation. So uh, Bart has, is telling his story and concludes the story. And then he goes into this like... But I've learned my lesson, sort of. Yeah, I think we're I think we're kind of screwing up the timeline here, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. Well, say what you got to say, lady. Well, I know just the order of my notes is different than the way we're talking about the episode, oh, well, but it's I fine. Didn't write a lot down, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Good for you. Thank, thank you. Oh, you know who else is in the mob? Who? The couple from Homer's Odyssey that looks out and they're like, "Look at that man." <laughs> carrying a boulder oh i didn't notice yeah they're there the man the couple that mocks homer as he's clearly walking to a suicide situation yeah no they're they are also in the mob oh my god yeah i they they do have names but i cannot remember what they are off the top of my head okay i'm gonna cut to the ending unless you got something else nope go for it okay so bart delivers this uh speech about how he's learned his lesson and how no punishment that they could dole out would be more effective than what he has already learned and we see a a quality Simpsons characteristic, which um, having recently watched Marge versus Monorail again. Oh wait, you got something to say? <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Winfield, Winfield is their names. Winfield, correct. Um, and, and this uh, this uh, uh, this uh, characteristic, this characteristic is the mob that changes on a dime. Mm-hmm. So this mob that was ready to burn Bart at the stake. Uh, who Homer says, even though it's tempting to leave you, I can't leave my son in the beginning of the episode, uh, turns on, turns, 
turns on 180 and they all of a sudden say, oh, let him go. Because he puts the head back onto the statue. Mm-hmm. He he had he tried to bury it at one point. He did, yeah. He did try to bury it at one point, get rid of it, blah 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 blah. Yeah. But when he shows it to the family, Homer makes him take it back. And here we right. are in front of the mob, and this is the last thing that I have to say about this. Okay. So he puts the head back onto the statue, and everyone's like, "Well, let's go home." Uh, <laughs> here's what I have to say about this. Okay. This needed a song. It needed it, a song or as they were panning out, as the credits started rolling, that head needed to fall off because that's I what I was expecting. That. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it just could have really used a musical number. <laughs> but again, though, everything's tied up in a neat little bow. Yep. Here and we are. We're, we're off to the next episode. Right back to the uh, right back to the status quo. Yep. You know, everything's normal once again. Yep. So that's the end of the episode. So tell me what you think. I liked it better than Call of the Simpsons. Uh huh. It's still not my favorite. Yeah. Uh. I think this is the first episode in which the character of Bart is like has a bit of development uh-huh. in terms of he's not just like a shitty little kid. Uh-huh. He's like you said. You know, his his earnestness is coming through when he's looking at the clouds. Sure. And, you know, he's being influenced by the bad kids, but at the same time, like, he's still good at heart, in a sense. Yeah, but it's it's really clear to me that, like, Bart has a sweetness to him, a goodness to him that is... That's part of his nature. That's not part of Jimbo. Right. It's what separates him from Jimbo, Kearney, and Dolph. Uh, Right. and, 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 And Nelson, too, at least until we get into later seasons right um and so like you know you feel for bart because he's he's trying to be cool he's, he's trying, trying to, to fit, fit in. in yeah yeah and and i mean who hasn't done something out of their character mm-hmm. to try to fit in with the people you perceive as cool sure yeah like we just you know, we, we feel that sympathy for him. And it's, I think that's, I think that that you're right is, is shown plainly. Like that gives mm-hmm. us a good sense of his actual character and, and, and his development. The juxtaposition of the two types of characters. Mm-hmm. Juxtaposition. <laughs> One, juxtaposition. two, three, four, five. That's a five syllable word. Yeah, baby. Jimbo would not use that word. No, he would not. No. <laughs> Witty is about as high as that's, that's, that's good as he'll go. pretty high end for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just kind of like peeking through my notes here. I'm thinking like Telltale Head. Oh, I like it better than Homer's Odyssey. Yeah, it's a, it's a middle of the pack for me. Yeah. I, I still think Moaning Lisa is the best mm-hmm. like episode in the sense of like standalone episode. Yeah, we said that we thought that they kind of took a step backwards from Moaning Lisa to Call of the Simpsons. I kind of feel like this is around the same level as Call of the Simpsons. I liked it more, but I I agree with you in the sense mm-hmm. that it's kind of just there, but we do get the growth of Bart whereas in Call of the Simpsons I don't think we got any growth for any character whatsoever. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. The only thing we really got out of that was Homer's or excuse me, uh Ned's uh behavior of nettishness yeah and and i mean that just is because that's he was he happened to be the character (laughs) you know what i mean like Uh like he's not a fully fleshed out character at all no for sure at all but we get like that brief glimpse but but he's not a main 
at this point, he is not a main character. No, for sure not. So, as we move on through the series, we're going to come to the next one in this series, which is... Life on the Fast Lane. Oh, Life on the Fast Lane. We're going to meet Jacques. Jacques. Yeah. Who was in the credits. I know this because Robert said, you don't know who that is. And I was like, no, I don't. And not only is he in the credits, he is on the puzzle. Oh, yeah, he is. Jacques is on the puzzle. He is on the puzzle. Yeah. Get on that puzzle, Jacques. So, uh, (laughs) speaking of Homer's... uh, Bowling ball with a liquid, a liquid, liquid, liquid center. center. We'll, we'll have to ask our friend who bowls about that. We will see him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we will see him tomorrow. Yeah. All right, fine. We will ask him about that. We will make a full report. I mean, we could text him right now, but we're not going to do that. We will make it. Why not? You look at this. Look things up in the middle of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> make me tap dance over here. <laughs> now we uh, will. We will. Uh, we'll ask him about the liquid center, and we'll make a full report. Or if not a full report, we will post about it on our Twitter or Instagram. So make sure that you follow us on our Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod, and also on our Twitter at Esk to Nowhere Pod. We couldn't write Escalator because it was too long. So <laughs> Esk to Nowhere Pod. Uh, make certain that you hit that subscribe button so that you'll get a new episode from us every Wednesday morning, seven forty-two a.m. That being Eastern Standard Time. And we look forward to next week with the... Oh, I forgot the name of it already. Uh, me too. Hold on. <laughs> the one with Jacques. Thank God this book has a bookmark. Life on the Fast Lane. Life on the Fast Lane. Until then, I'm Robert. I am Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I know a little bit more than I did before. You sure do. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week for Life on the Fast Lane. Smell you later. I... You didn't see this, but she definitely perched her lips to say, bye. I did. (laughs) Bye.